1: call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL podcast manages Ricky's DMs.
2: Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined in a conference room filled with some heroes. All the heroes are coming back together. Chris Wessling. And Greg Rosenthal, what is up, boys? Hey, man. We are on day three of Sessler Watch. Sessler Watch. Wait, what is this? Uh, Sort of like Bigfoot. Yeah, we're... I think uh, Wes and I were both a little bit... Because I was out of pocket the 4th of July weekend, as were you, Wes. Uh, So when Mark wasn't here this week, there was some nerves about the idea that he's followed through on that... You know how he's talked about when I leave, I'm gone Mm -hmm. and I could pack up and be gone forever. Yeah. I haven't seen him in weeks is all I'm saying. And uh, (laughs) nobody's seen him in
3: weeks. He texted us, though. He let us know that he would be locked in through May once he's back. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe. Maybe he's back.
2: We're here in conference room 150 B at NFL media headquarters as we uh, continue our nomad uh, journey with the studio podcast studio under construction. Uh, This is the I believe this is the conference room, boys, where we came close to getting fired for uh, (laughs) under previous management for something on the show, which we can't really get into. Mm. But This was the room, right?
3: I believe so. Yeah, I've had a lot of great memories in this room, (laughs) a lot of meetings, eight o'clock meetings, but I believe you're right.
4: I think it was the sternest talking to I've had in my adult life.
2: Yes, we can't get into details, but I will tell you this, that. Um this particular management figure um had a transcript of a, pod- a podcast episode typed out and dropped in front of us to like go over deposition. line by line.
3: <laughs> he had someone on the desk type it up, right?
2: He sure did.
1: This is the room that um Greg and Dan interviewed me in. Mm.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a historic place, one fifty
1: B.
3: Yeah. And then we didn't hire you. Yeah. <laughs> it's Thanks. like on the <laughs> register of historic
1: monuments. I was already hired at that point.
3: Everything ended up a late shit though. Right. After a colossal mistake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
2: Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, Fun show coming up today. Yes, I'm assuming Mark will be back maybe as soon as Monday, and then we'll all be back together.
3: Well, I'm actually gone next week. (laughs) I had emailed everyone. So, yeah, I'm gone again.
2: Is this the season where we where the commitment, we just kind of fall off and we never do a show. As no, awesome. I
3: I think it's finally the the season where we're getting smart. We're getting older. We see what other people are doing. And the season starts with training camp, which is this year. It's kind of Monday the 21st is the unofficial. Right. So I'm I'm taking off. I'm going to Massachusetts as much yeah, as possible.
2: That's nice. Springfield?
3: Uh, no. Vineyard. Oh, yeah. It's well, ultimate. Boston for half of it. Take actually. us through
2: the vineyard. When you go to the vineyard, what goes
3: down? Uh, well, I'll be in Boston with my friend Dave for three or four days. Boston Dave. Going uh, going to a Red Sox game, <laughs> see some friends. Red Sox. Uh, and then, yeah, my parents and my brother live year-round on the vineyard now. Uh, mm. they, my parents moved there when I, when I was 25 or so.
2: The question is, when do you go full-time? Never. Never? I never
3: live in, in Massachusetts again. It's too cold.
2: Wow. <laughs> I get that. I
4: get that. Not for Dave.
2: Um, coming up in today's show, it is uh, the return of an annual summertime tradition. You know, there's a finite number of superstars in the NFL. Uh, and every year I try to update who are the true superstars in the league, who will become a superstar, who will fall out of the superstar ranks. It's a zero-sum game. The 2019 Superstar Club. And uh, this is also going to be a piece on NFL.com. Uh I'm working on it as we speak. We're working mm. on it before the show. We'll finish it up, polish it off after the show, send it on to Ali Bonpuri, our uh, features content editor. So I'm going to use you gentlemen, you geniuses of football, to help me if I if I go too adrift. Can
4: I ask a question about your process
2: here? Take me. Yeah, let's go. Let's go.
4: Is there a factor of, say, like marquee re- name recognition in addition to... How well you've played on the field,
2: I think so. I think charisma and your ability to put meat in the seats mm. and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and live at the top of a headline stack. those type of things matter. I think when you're talking about superstars hmm. but that's not all that matters you know it's not all about the name. The game is huge as well, at least with my superstar list Did that answer your
4: question I, that was a great answer That's about <laughs> what I expected
2: uh, before we get to that though let's uh, hit a little bit of. News. You're not God or my father or my boss.
4: (laughs) That man belongs in an institution.
2: (laughs) One of my favorite viral videos in a long time. Greg, I know you were on a flight back from Japan. You might have missed all of this.
3: No, I I caught it when I got back. Okay. Bagel bros in Long Island.
2: uh, Just a sea of people in mesh shorts and then a a tiny man having a conniption um, over. Don't call him Tiny. Yeah, I don't. Um, a five-foot man uh, that just went nuts because he's, I guess, upset that women have <clears> laughed <throat> at him his whole life. And it led to him getting tackled in a bagel shop in Long Island. There,
4: there are more videos that have been released since Really? Then, like in other situations, like at a uh, convenience store. Same guy? He called the police because the clerk in the convenience store asked him how tall he was.
3: Wait, the same guy has different <laughs> videos? same
4: bagel guy. And he went. This awful. man's a menace. He is a menace. <laughs> right.
3: I mean, he's got to look in the mirror. It's not your height. It's your creepy personality. Yes. I mean, uh, I've been living pretty short my whole life. You got to make it up for it in other you tower areas. Tower over this guy, I think. But he, it doesn't matter. No one, no one would like this guy if he was six foot one. This he's guy a creep. calls Greg Shadetree. Imagine,
2: <laughs> imagine if he was six foot one. He would be one of the great dangers of society. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's a little man with a big chip on his shoulder. Check it out if you haven't already. Um, all right, let's get to the news, uh, on what usually is a sleepy time in the NFL calendar. We had uh, a bit of a seismic earthquake. Anybody here for the earthquake, by the way? Nobody. No, we all no. missed it. None of, we all missed two earthquakes in LA last week and, uh we all missed it, but okay. Still going to keep moving into the news. Melvin <laughs> Gordon, um, He wants to get paid by the Los Angeles Chargers, and he's willing to get serious if the Chargers won't get serious with him. Gordon informed the Bolts that unless he receives a new contract, he will demand a trade and will not report to training camp. Uh, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reported the Chargers veterans are due to report to camp on July 24th. Uh, Demarius Bilbo, that's a name. One of the agents that reps Gordon told NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport that the running back is serious about holding out. Here's what Biblo said. Bilbo, he's very serious. He's worked his butt off, and the fifth-year option is a result of where he was drafted. It's what it is, but if we'd gotten a respectable offer, we wouldn't be here, but he Hmm. felt disrespected. He's very serious. Gordon is entering the fifth and final year of his rookie contract. He wants that security. 26 years old. Greg, I know you're
3: groggy. Uh, how was your I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm yeah, feeling look, you great. I, I slept well. Dentist, it's deep, all good. Deep gums cleaning. <laughs> deep cleaning. My the left side of my face is a little numb right now. So if I But I'm going to tell you up Drunk. Up, that's why on the first news story. And uh,
2: 26 years old. Some injury history. We just saw what happened in the, with the other LA football team with Todd Gurley signing a big deal. With, are the Chargers going to seriously entertain giving out a multi-year contract extension to a running back in today's climate?
3: Well, they they sound like they gave an offer, and I'm it wasn't enough for Melvin Gordon and I if I were them I wouldn't break the bank for him I mean I like having Melvin Gordon on that and I love Melvin Gordon I've defended him on this podcast I think he's a really good running back but I like having them in that first five years where you're getting fourteen, fifteen hundred 1500 yards from scrimmage instead of paying him a huge contract this is one where I would call his bluff because he's made about Ten million dollars in his first four seasons. That's pretty good. But he's set to make five more this year. Is he really going to skip those huge paychecks? I don't think so. And if if he did miss a game or two, they'd be OK, I think, with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. I would call his bluff.
4: The running back market is sort of like how the quarterback market has been. There's no middle class. You've got Gurley, gir- right. Lev Bell and David Johnson making around 13 to 15 million a year. And then you've got like Devontae Freeman, LaShawn McCoy, and Jarek McKinnon more in the eight million dollar year range. Hmm. So I'm guessing Gordon wants closer to the girly Bell range. And I think the difference between him and Bell is Bell is on the franchise tag. Gordon, if he sits out the entire year, his contract just rolls over to next year.
3: Right. There's no there's no way he would skip those paychecks. And there's no way if I'm the Chargers, that I would give him anything close to a Todd Gurley deal. I really like Gordon, but I think running backs, the smart way to do it, I think, is to actually, for a while, everyone thought, never draft one in the first round. I don't know, drafting one in the middle, late first round, early second round, that's where you found a lot of good players recently, and that rookie contract is so cheap compared to what you have to pay in free agency.
4: I've been a little surprised at the outrage for this on Twitter, that everybody is saying running backs need to get paid he should sit out the year like Hmm. why would anybody root for the owners you got to pay this player and to me it's like you michael lewis said football is a tightly strung economy if you take away something if you try to double team or triple team aaron donald somebody else is going to have a much easier game the salary cap's the same way if you're paying too much for a running back
2: you're not paying other positions Two players, too, connected, obviously, as running backs. Le'Veon Bell, he stated famously last year, I'm holding out, I'm sitting out this year to help my fellow running back, which, you know, you could believe that if you want. I never quite did. The other player, as we mentioned, Gurley, and it, it stinks, uh, but Gurley, who actually did get paid, immediately we find out of the arthritic knee condition, that kind of sets back running backs again, because there's this very high profile case of a superstar running back who gets paid and then his body breaks down or appears to be breaking down. I just, I, I would be stunned if, if the chargers and, go any other route than just playing out his rookie contract and, and then to the, the tag if necessary.
3: They know him better than anyone. And Gordon's been up and down in his career. I don't think they look at Melvin Gordon as a consistent leader of their team necessarily someone that they have to keep in the building and they have a ton of other free agents uh, coming up next year. I mean, Bose is going to be coming up. Rivers is coming up. uh, A lot of their great defense is going to be coming up. So I think they have other people on the team that they're going to be prioritizing. Uh,
4: Natural selection is a, you know, it was 10 years ago that slot corners and slot receivers weren't getting any money. And now they get paid more than running backs and running backs are left at, you know, on the small side of that, just like fullbacks, things become extinct. It happens. It's
2: the way of the world. Moms and dads have your kids play quarterback or wide receiver. I mean, that would be smart, right? Uh, Wes, let's move on. Tell me your thoughts on the tradition in Spain running of the bulls, Pamplona. <laughs> what are your? I, I'm curious what your thoughts are about it. It's delightful. It's a delightful
4: tradition. And good for <laughs> Josh Norman.
2: Car- you never know with Wes. He could go either way. Carpe diem,
4: baby. And, you know, one of my favorite novels is The Sun Also Rises by Hemingway. And it's interesting to me that Josh Norman is both older and more famous
2: than Hemingway was when he wrote The Sun Also Rises. Mm. Interesting. Josh Norman, uh, the Redskins cornerback, fulfilled a dream, he said, by taking part in the running of the Bulls in Pamplona, Spain. Pamplona? Yes. Uh, if there's a video that went viral before Twitter shut down, which everybody's freaking out about Twitter down for an hour, uh, Thursday at some point. Uh, mm. but before that happened, being passed all over the information super highway, a video showing Norman leaping over a bull inside a bull ring during the event. So it's inside a bull ring. It's not like in the streets, the cobble streets where people are getting gored, uh, which five people got gored in the first day of this event this year. It happens every year I, the only thing I was thinking is these, a lot of these pro contracts I've worked in, you can't even play pickup basketball. Right. And Josh Norman, by the way, this is the most impressive thing I've seen him do athletically in like three or four years now. Jumping over the bull. If I am the Redskins, I, I'm just, Doug Williams is passing out. I mean, anybody involved with that front office has <laughs> just got to be very upset. Or maybe they're like, oh, maybe this will get us out of the contract. I don't know.
4: I, I looked at the crowd, and I'm pretty confident that Josh Norman is the only one who could jump over a bull.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't just clear the ball. Oh, he, he cleared it with a, with a foot to spare. It was very impressive. I will give him that. I had to face the bull straight on. He said, it was fun. It was worth it. It was really worth it. Last time we talked about stuff like this, I think it was Rex Ryan during his late period Jets run did the same thing. Hmm. Also not Gord. So a happy ending.
1: He jumped over not the athletic, ball?
2: athletic either. Though. What if Frank no. Gore tries it? <laughs> if Gore got gored, <laughs> that would be wild. Sad, wild. All right. Finally, in the news, some serious news. Former Tennessee Titans defensive tackle Albert Hainsworth suffering from kidney failure, and uh, he logged onto social media, Instagram, to be specific, to announce that he is quote in dire need of a donor. Um, he wrote a message that my kidneys failed uh this past week on july 7th it's hard to believe from being a professional athlete to only eight seasons in retirement that my body has taken another major blow he's referring to a brain aneurysm he suffered about five years ago now his kidneys have failed him and he is desperate for um a transplant very sad story hainsworth of course came into the league, University of Tennessee star. then was a all-pro for the Titans, one of the best defensive tackles in football, then became something of a punchline as being a hideous uh, long-term signing by the Redskins. Uh, but he had a lot of talent, work ethic was an issue, but now he's dealing with something way more serious than anything ever on the football field.
4: People don't like to be told that they have to part with their money. But if you are suffering and you are having major health problems, people will part with their money to help you out.
2: Hmm. That's what's happening in the news. All right, let's get to it. Ricky, by the way, I want to say that the Shield moved to 9-2 and two with another convincing win uh, on Wednesday night, and Ricky Hollywood starting, playing seven innings behind the plate, uh, had two hits, hitting the ball hard all night, Really starting to come, wow. in, come into yourself a little bit.
1: Hit a good double right to, to end the night.
3: Mm, nice. Modern day Rich Gedman. Yeah. Really, Rich <laughs> Gedman. I see a little Matt Noakes.
1: I don't get the reference. Form, former
3: Red Sox, you know, World Series participant, I believe. Probably made Rich an all-star game or two.
1: Okay. I'll take it.
3: It's not a great compliment. Uh, oh. It's not. I
1: hit You're, a great uh, slammer.
3: You know what you know
4: what Babip is? Yeah. Batting average on balls in play. Yeah. Shows you kind of how lucky and unlucky you are. You were very unlucky when it came to Babbitt last night because you were hitting the you ball. You were hitting hard.
2: it hard. Yeah. And tell you what, the coaching staff's watching that. When you start to turn <laughs> it on late in the regular season. This is
3: the coaching staff right here. <laughs> when you turn and it on in West. late in the regular season,
2: that's uh, important. That's going to lead to playoff PT. It's a very crowded depth chart behind mm. the plate. And I think uh, this little Missy might be uh, getting some big. <laughs> Plate appearances, what it's, it counts. It's, it's
4: the lone position on the <laughs> roster that goes too deep, and it actually goes about sixty.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, but you're going to want those at bats in the playoff games. After all the work you've put in, that's that's I, exciting time and I, that's money time. It sounds like you're earning it.
1: I know it's easier to just put you know like a crappy girl behind the plate because then they don't have to catch. But I <laughs> I like covering She's home, and I'm not worried if you're whipping it. Like, I'm not worried you gotta about put out, too. Yeah, I'm not worried to to step up to the plate and, and knock someone out. It's more of like the running for the pot flies that like I'm hit or miss sometimes.
2: Lakeisha Wessling almost uh, came to blows with the opposing <laughs> catcher. Oh, yeah. I've never seen your wife more angry. And now that you're married to that woman, I would I would suggest you do not get on Lakeisha's bad side. West defender, substantial her. way.
1: West- well, I,
4: the catcher was out of line.
2: Way out the of line. The other
4: team's catcher was way out of line, like a small-town sheriff trying to control the game. She was out of line. Let water. the umpire do his job later. Like. What did
3: she say? What was she getting on Keisha? Keisha was
4: asking—there was a little back and forth about some of the rules, and Keisha was asking me a question about 10 feet away for clarification, and Rabbit Ears behind the plate was like, and jumped down Lakeisha's
1: throat. And then Lakeisha started— screaming through the fence, and then all of a sudden Wes turns around and goes, this is a conversation between husband and wife.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, I always thought you were a Southern guy,
3: Wes. That's a very Southerner uh, expression there in that situation. And that's, then- the, that's the first of 330 times Wes will say that in his life.
4: Well, <laughs> I got to back the next time and she said something to me, the catcher did. Whoa! And I said, first of all, you owe my wife an apology and you were way out of line.
2: And she she
4: agreed to it, she apologized after the game. Good husband
2: work, and I hope I'm not going out of bounds and saying that at the watering hole after the softball game, Lakeisha made it clear that Wes would be uh, properly reimbursed for being such a (laughs) good husband. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she bought me flowers. Yeah. Um, Okay. Superstar Club, 2019. It's a tradition Uh, on the dot-com and on this podcast. I, I go through the league. I try to find... Players that have now, Wes, can I add one more piece of news (laughs) just to get Greg's
4: opinion on a fantasy football situation? Yes,
2: I'd love you to to jump in with that. Well,
4: Andy Reid came out very strong in favor of Damian Williams as his full time starter for the year at running back. He's taken the challenge. Reid said he wants to do this. He's earned it to be the guy. Greg in that offense
3: brick by brick we're not talking
4: world. about a special talent but he can play all three downs he's good in the passing game I think he's
3: pretty talented too Do
4: you do you you have to consider him in the first round don't you No
3: I was going to say, that tell, I was going to say, tell me where he's getting drafted, because I feel like everyone's just going to dismiss this is a teaser for the fantasy extravaganza. Dismiss, I like it. Uh, hey,
4: when when Priest Holmes was a late season sensation, people weren't drafting him in the first round the next year either because he was undrafted.
3: That was a little different. That was a little different. Damian Williams, you you hear coaches talk about like guys that have kind of earned the next chance like this in June, July sometimes. Uh, right now, he's getting taken 21st overall. Yeah, I would take him before that. Yep. But but I'd be a little worried that that offense, every running back looks good. He's talented, though. He's not – some for someone that's been bounced around, when you watch him, you're like, why did he bounce around? He makes people miss on his own, but he's never been the guy and had that kind of workload.
4: Well, I, I remember, guys, I, you have a little bit of a Monte ball factor, like he's mm. never done it before. So if you're drafting this guy just based on the offense, you do have to worry about mm. something like that. Is he talented enough to keep the job and keep all comers
3: away from his spot? All year? I feel a little weird, though, having this fantasy conversation here without Mark. Um,
2: <laughs> this is where I throw it to the corner, <laughs> right? of course, and he would have some takes and be in great danger at the same time. Uh, yes, the fantasy extravaganza. Yeah, the, the whole thing, the wheel is spinning. And it's a cycle, and uh, the, before you know it, we'll be doing our
3: annual fantasy extravaganza. You know who we should get on again this year? The big fish. The big fish. Evan Silva. He's moved on past Rotor World. Talk about a guy who really built Rotor World. Big, great, yeah. big. Uh, he's moved on. He put to the his...
2: plaster on. He put in the the <laughs> Spackle. studs.
3: Spackled the place. Painted it. He built the guest house. He's got his own. Uh, he's got his own website now. Does... establishtherun.com, So we got. got to get him on to hear what's going on. We'll check in with the big fish all right let's get to it
2: damian williams my first superstar so we'll get right into it. no damian (laughs) williams not yet but perhaps so anyway what the superstar club is zero sum game i'm going to bring a guy that's an established player very rarely will i put in someone with no background last year i i got i did pretty well i did i did take andrew luck out of the Um, Mm. Superstar Club with a caveat that I would regret it probably. And I did. And I put Carson (laughs) Wentz in. And that did. So that didn't work out. But overall, I had a a, a good run last year. Let me just bring up my list from last year. Uh, Bear with me. All right. So, yes, I kind of botched that one. But I had... Devontae Adams in, Jordy Nelson out. That was a winner. Michael Thomas in, Des Bryant out. That was a winner. Alvin Kamara <clears> <throat> in, LaShawn McCoy out. That was a winner. Saquon Barkley in, Marshawn Lynch out. That was a winner. Um, so not bad last year.
4: Not bad at but all. But I'm going
2: gonna, I'm gonna to take some bigger chances here. Uh, some controversial moves. Is Larry Fitzgerald still in the superstar club? He's out. He was out a couple years ago. Okay. He was out a couple years ago. Um, and I was, I was actually, when I was looking to take out a wide receiver, because that is tough to do. Um, I, I thought about Larry and I was like, that sounds familiar. I think I dumped Larry before, so I would not do it again. Uh, we'll start at the quarterback position though, gentlemen. And uh, you know that I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan. Um, and I thought last year was a big step forward for him coming back from the ACL. I think he's going to be even better. I hope Will Fuller gets uh, gets all the way back from his uh, ACL as well. Was it an ACL for Fuller as well? I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, but with DeAndre Hopkins there, and I'm, I'm assuming the offensive line will be better. It could not be any worse. I thought that Watson was just stellar last year, uh, both running the football, throwing the football, and I think he's going to get even better. Uh, you got to cut down on the sacks. That's not all the offensive line's fault. He has to be better there as well. But I think Watson in year three, still just 23 years old could be mm. a guy that is someone that can carry an organization to a Super Bowl. Not necessarily this team, but he ascends to that level. You guys okay with Deshaun Watson ascending to the superstar club?
4: I have no issues with that, and I think it's past past time to keep doubting Deshaun Watson. I think he's proven to be a, a quite exceptional, really.
3: I'm surprised that he's not a bigger star now. Maybe that's from being in Houston. Maybe just the injury, the way the rookie season happened, and then the influx last year uh, of the great rookie class, which got so much attention. But I I think those extra snaps that Watson's had, that he's already come back from an injury, like that gives him an edge over those guys. So I like that. I, I think he... He has a better chance than than the class of 2018 uh, and 18 rookies to do it, and I'm surprised they're not. I'm looking now; they're not really in prime time that much. I guess they get that first Monday night, but that's kind of a a strange one against the Saints. I feel like they play like 14 times on Thursday night football every year. <laughs> yeah, they've got <laughs> a the They've got a, a Thursday nighter against the Colts. They've got one Sunday night, which could be moved, but that's Week 13. So I guess that's three. That's that's medium respect. But I think Watson, at some point in his career, because he's so electric is going to be the type of player you put in primetime five times.
2: I want to know who you're taking out. That's where it gets tough. because It let, is tough. Let me tell you something. Let me they tell never you something. get old anymore. Um, I really wanted to put Baker in as well. I thought about that. Um, but I cannot. I could not justify taking out a second quarterback because it was hard enough to take out one. So it became, mm. am I putting in Baker or Deshaun? I chose Deshaun. Baker could uh, make me look bad. We'll see. Now, I have to take somebody out. All right. Here, here are my options. Okay. Am I going to take out Carson Wentz? No, I'm not. Am I going to take out Drew Brees? No, I can't do that. Big Ben? No, can't do that. Russell Wilson? Can't do that. There's one guy I, I can I, take I out. I think I know where Is he's going. Is this about your fantasy football grudge? No, no. Oh, okay. I, I There's one guy I can take out. And it's not, you're going to think it's me being personal, but uh, I, I'm going to take Tom Brady out of the Superstar Club.
3: No, I mean, it makes sense. He just uh, won a Super Bowl with one of the great playoff runs in the AFC of his life scoring. What, what was that? 40 points against the Chargers and then 38 against the Chiefs basically needed a touchdown to go to the Super Bowl and gets it. Right? They didn't uh,
4: play the Chargers, did
3: they? Yeah, they the game they, before. They dropped like 40 on him. a supposedly great defense. Well, oh, guess yeah. what? No
2: Gronk anymore. And statistically, that, that offense is so much worse without him. Uh, all there a big dip, touchdowns, yards, completion percentage, yards per attempt. And he's gone forever, at least until November. Well, or also, late December. even with Gronk last year, statistically, Brady was right in the middle of the pack among starting quarterbacks. So this is not one of the old Zeuser shots at Tom Brady. I need to make a cut. And if you guys can make a, a, a case for someone else, I
3: thought you might have gone Philip Rivers. Is he in the Superstar Club? This I don't, where it's I don't have him in the Superstar Club okay. personally.
2: But okay. Cam Newton I thought about. But last year I got burned by taking a, a superstar out because of a bum shoulder with Luck. I, I'm leaving Cam mm. where he is. So I took out Tom. I still think Brady is a guy that could be a, a star. He could win a Super Bowl again. But I just think it's a new generation <laughs> of quarterbacks. Well, if he
3: wins a Super Bowl, then you're wrong. I don't. I know it's like, oh, wins don't matter and all that. And I, and I get that too But You don't fun. have to but be a superstar
2: a, quarterback to win a Super Bowl. We've seen that before. Joe Flacco's not a superstar. Eli Manning's not a superstar. But if Tom
3: Brady Trent won Dilfer a, is not a superstar. Tom Brady if if Tom but if Tom Brady won a Super Bowl by dint of being Tom Brady, the greatest <laughs> quarterback who's ever lived, and you know, had two of his best seasons of his career in the last three years. You he know, was, He
2: was good last year. He wasn't great. Right. This it is was, a run last heavy year team. The,
3: I agree. Last year I don't I think he was like on the edge of a top ten quarterback in the regular season. Had ever. two of his Ricky, two of his calm best down. I think it's gotten almost forgotten because the Super Bowl was so ugly and the regular season wasn't great that he lit the Chargers up like they were little bitches coming off of that Ravens But that's game. what the Chargers do in January. So that's it doesn't matter who was But you get credit for it. You get credit for scoring 40 <laughs> points in the divisional round, and you get credit for having a sensational game in the AFC Championship when they needed him to score all those Do the, you believe – let me
2: ask you this question. I'll, it's as simple as can be. Tom Brady in 2019, do you think he'll perform at a superstar level for a quarterback?
3: It, it the su- the superstar word is what's confusing of all, well, you this. know, can he is. be like a, a top fan, top seven or eight quarterback? Yes, I think he can. I think he's right on the line, bro. And I'm just going to put yeah, him he's on, the, kind of on side. the line. I'll buy it. Um, all right. So that's the quarterback. And again, but it's like he's bringing all those other intangibles of being a superstar, too. I mean, married you know. to
4: a supermodel.
2: Do you, I mean, he ever? is
3: he is the superstar that the NFL has. right it. now. But it's got
2: to end at sometime. This is yep. hashtag gradual decline. This is the year. This is when it happens. <laughs> I feel it in my bones.
4: We said that last November. He started gradually <laughs>
2: declining last year. I'll I'll buy that. Uh, okay, let's move out of the quarterback and Baker Mayfield. Mark, I know you're listening. I would love to put him in. I just couldn't take someone else out. Mm. All right. Hmm.
3: I just couldn't do it. All right. I mean, I'd put if if if, if it comes down to it. I I love Cam Newton. I'd take Cam out for Baker just because I like Baker. So much. Baker's definitely got the sizzle factor. He's got the sizzle. That matters. That matters.
1: We'll see, though. You know, it's only perky year. Yeah. Worst you, thing's about better
2: better team around him. All right, here we go. Running back position. You know, Greg, it still sticks in my craw the way you slandered Christian McCaffrey um mm. a few uh, about a month ago on our podcast. We called him a homeless man's Alvin Kamara, I believe, was something along those lines. Wow. I
3: did not. You say did. That. You had
2: some critical things to say wow. comparing Christian McCaffrey to Alvin Kamara, who's your boy in Tulane and the Saints. I it's, get all that. It has nothing to
3: do with that. He walks
2: home from the game from the Superdome. Probably walks past the bars I used to go. To. I get all that, Greg.
3: If you asked, I think thirty-two general managers who they'd rather have. They'd all say Camara, including the Panthers. Now, let me say this. <laughs> I agree. In 2018, I put Alvin Kamara in the Superstar Club. So I'm
0: not you're saying. You're right. Yeah.
2: A, yeah, you're right. I'm just saying Christian McCaffrey, it's his time now to head into that Superstar Club. Did you know that he was um, he was rested in week 17? He played in 97 percent of Carolina's snaps. Wow. Uh, last season, which just before that. It right? doesn't happen leading into week seventeen. Remember when we were asking if he
4: could run between the tackles?
2: <laughs> I mean, this guy he was first in the team in targets, uh rushing attempts up to two hundred and nineteen. He had a hundred and seven catches, almost nine hundred yards. He's got he's definitely a threat to join that Roger Craig one thousand, one thousand club. Uh his yards per carry went up from three seven to five last year. He's twenty three years old. He is the guy. You want to talk about guys to invest in a long-term contract at running back, no injury history the way uh, Melvin Gordon with the knees or anything. This guy is locked and loaded, a superstar.
3: I'm putting him in the club. Anybody got an issue?
4: No, I love this pick.
3: No, and even though I don't remember what I said, I was just comparing him to Kamara. Uh, I I like this. I mean, he he's, got, he's already got the numbers, and now that he, once you do it twice, you know, he's a good-looking young man. He's now dating Danny, Danny Amendola's... Uh, is that Ex- confirmed now? Ex-girlfriend. I don't know. That's what Ricky yes. said. It's confirmed. And then so. Danny
1: tweeted yesterday, like, I told you so, period.
3: So he's kind of like. Told her what? Told who what?
1: Remember his, like, outburst? He was, like, hearing all these rumors. And then TMZ posted two days, or <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> Olivia and oh Christian McCaffrey God. kissing he's, he's and getting, holding hands.
3: It's not a good. It's just not a good way to be, no. No. Danny. You're making it's yourself luck. look worse. He's spiraling.
1: <laughs> it's a a but,
3: but it makes sense, too, because McCaffrey is kind of the next, you know. He's the new boy band member. It's yeah. like Amendola tried to be. It's like Amendola. How about you gain more than seven hundred yards in a regular season once in your career? Wow, the guy uh, leaves be, New England to and be, Greg starts slandering to be him. that big of a superstar. McCaffrey, on their other hand, he, he, he's got he's got numbers up as you know what. McCaffrey's nickname <laughs> isn't playoff. Up as what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying he he's got uh, an, enough yards for three Danny Amendola seasons. Well, that's fair. He's more than enough man. You know. A better
2: man, perhaps, in a lot of ways, Ricky. Yes I don't or know now?
1: with these with these social media outbursts and all this kind of stuff. It's it's really kind of taking a toll.
2: Ooh, interesting.
1: Really, it's it's just it's a bad look, and um, and yeah, the on the bottom of our rundown, there's a picture of me and and, and my babe. Is he tumbling down season. the rankings? No, not looks wise. But you're second but like, guessing, yeah, personality wise, it's sort of like, ugh, I it's guess. a little needy. It's I'd too love, much.
3: I would love. I don't know if it's. Um, He's even lost his nickname. They're calling him Philip Playoffs Dorset now. Yeah. <laughs> really great. Had some had some big catches. Well, in our I don't think in there's our any danger that group happened.
1: chat yesterday with me, Eddie Spaghetti, Emma VP, and Sully, yeah, we are arguing yesterday, and I apparently am the only one that thinks Danny is better looking than Christian McCaffrey. Emma said that she would take me. Down a hundred percent that I'm so wrong that Christian McCaffrey is way hotter, which is hmm. just so wrong. I think it looks like he got his face smashed on a door. Who? Wow. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah,
2: you're out of line. You're out of bounds. <laughs> you're out of bounds. <laughs> take it back. Cut that mic for five minutes. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so McCaffrey and this is tough as well. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people are gonna be, you know, get crazy and say take Todd Gurley out. I'm not gonna do it. I'm Ooh, not gonna do it. I thought that's it. where you're going. It's just it's just two on the nose and two offseason. Um, headline-y just to to bury the guy. So I'm going to keep him there out of respect because I think he's that great a player. Then I was thinking David Johnson. It's, you know, he's only truly had one great year. And I really do like David Johnson. And I do like the idea of him getting back on track with Cliff Kingsbury and all that stuff. So I'm going to leave David in there. So I kind of took an easy way out and I took out a former rushing champion who uh, is disgraced. Uh, for some issues off the field, and now is with a, a fresh start with the Cleveland Browns, Kareem Hunt.
3: Was he ever in the Superstar I mean, Club? I don't know.
2: He's a rushing <laughs> champion, an electric playmaker. You already took Shady McCoy out? Shady was out last
3: year. Okay. Now, if you're telling me I can't do that, if that's too easy... It's a little easy. Well, I just think Hunt was, what, a third-round pick who had, you know, kind of burst on the scene and definitely was a had a great year. But I don't know if he ever was... Had that superstar factor because he wasn't around long enough. All right, um, you think it's too easy? It feels a little convenient. All right, then I will take David Johnson out and have him earn oh. it back in. Well, what, what are my other options? Zero. I would some just game. Think, I, You know, Gurley's too on the nose, but sometimes on the nose is the right choice. You would take Gurley out before David Johnson at yeah, this stage. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
3: Because I don't think he's going to get the, Wes, the. What do you think? I think the I think he's going to get fewer touches, and superstars get touches. The Cardinals' offense has to prove it to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was last year was a total disaster. All right, let's move on. Uh, you guys made me think when I'm sitting down at Starbucks after the show and I'm cranking <laughs> out copy,
3: I got something to think about. Wide receiver. All right. More controversy. Here. All right. First, this one I feel good about. You G- did a great job with this last year. You put in who? Michael Thomas. Michael mm. Thomas. Nailed it. And I put in um, Devontae Adams. Adams, nailed it, and took Two out the top three guys, Jordy and Dez. I mean, that is a beautiful. Both double. out of the league. Nice,
2: nice work. All right, so there's a lot of pressure on this. It's not going to be that easy this year. It's going to be tougher. Juju Smith Schuster is going into the superstar club. I don't need to give you a lot of background here. You get it. Over it- Adam Thielen.
3: I think if you're if you're looking for sizzle, Juju's Dance probably Dan stopped in his track. Juju feels like the right answer. I was trying to think of my own uh, ones, and Juju was my number one. Player. Phelan is a tremendous player.
2: He slowed down in the second half of last year with injuries. I just think Juju's ceiling is a little bit higher. Somehow, he's just 22 years old. Well, he, he's also going to get fed targets. Like crazy this year. I well, think I, the
3: intangibles matter a little bit. And Juju's got those. He's over got the Adam juice, too. Thielen.
2: He's got some charisma that I really like. I like Smith Schuster. He's got some cachet as a personality. And that's you know why who I- also
3: has a lot of like cachet. Intang- Who's that? Tom Brady. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, now, we could put in two water series, by the way, too. So we can Thielen, we could discuss that. But I like Smith Schuster. You can't get targeted much more. Uh, than he was last year. But I think you're going to see his red zone usage go way up and become basically put up something close to Antonio Brown numbers this year. That's what I, I expect that from Smith Schuster. And that to me is a superstar. Now you got to take somebody out. This one really hurts because I love him. We just talked about him on, on our last show, Wes. AJ Green, I'm going to take out of wow. the Superstar Club. And I'll tell you why. It's been a while now. Uh, injuries have really started to take their toll on green. He's entering his age 31 season, um, but he's been missing games. He's missed at least three games, three of the past five seasons. He had toe issues. He had surgery uh, this off season and he's, you know, let's face it. His quarterback is the ultimate, you know, middle of the road passer. He is the Dalton scale. Uh, Andy Dalton, new offense, uh, maybe under a new staff and a fresh start. That offense clicks. But I guess I got to see A.J. Green be A.J. Green again for 16 games. Uh, and I'm willing to say that Juju Smith-Schuster is a, a better bet going hmm. forward than A.J. Green in 2019.
4: I, I was shocked at first, but after looking at his numbers the last three years, this is fair. He doesn't even have an 1,100-yard season in any of the last three years. He can't well, stay on the well, field. He
3: missed- he missed a lot of time in, in 2016, 2018. 2017 is his last full season, and Dalton was healthy that whole season, too, and he didn't crack 1,100 yards, which is which is pretty shocking. Uh, it The injuries is one reason I thought he might have been available this year before the draft, but I think the Bengals were smart to keep him. They have a hard enough time his last... getting superstars, and I, I still think he is a superstar and, and should be fine. I, I get
2: it, but his last true bonkers superstar year you could say 2015, 86, 12, 97, 15 yards of 10, reception, 10, 10 touchdowns. 2013, 98 for 14, 26, 11 TDs. Is that guy gone?
3: I think it's possible. It's fair to point out that the two best seasons of his career were his second and third seasons, and and we're now getting pretty far away from that. That is
4: fair.
2: He's entering his ninth season. This
3: could Time come flies. back to
4: haunt you, though, with the new coach.
3: I get that, and that's part
2: of the game with the superstar yeah, club. Yeah, it's, it's- got to be risky. Uh, All right. A couple more sneaky. 31 AJ Green. Uh, All right. So this one I'm going to need your help with because George Kittle's got to go into the superstar club for me. He's in as a tight end. Uh, You know, I didn't realize this. His thirteen hundred and seventy seven yards last year. That's an all time record. No tight end. Yeah. Not Jimmy Graham. Not Gronk. Uh, not um, Shannon Sharp. No one has ever put up that much. He did it with second and third string quarterbacks.
4: Ham and egg curtain jerkers.
2: (laughs) He had almost averaged 10 yards per catch. He was targeted 136 times, 88 catches, uh, a beast. We met him. We interviewed him. He sat in on the show in January. He's basically a professional wrestler. He's got charisma. He's got charisma for days. It's oozing out of him. Gross. 25 years old. This is... Uh, this is the time for George Kittle. And if Jimmy G is Jimmy G that we think he can be, Kittle's going to be a household name, potentially. Somebody's got to go. Now, I wanted to throw out Jimmy Graham, but guess what? I went, I went through the archives. I threw out Jimmy Graham in 2015. That was, And I nailed that. You nailed it.
3: So you got to pick somebody else. You and can't that, choose Gronk, right? That's, I guess, a cop out. I can. Can you? But that's cheating, because what am I going to? But I also think Gronk's playing this year. Who 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 did you come up with before this? Before Gronk? Was it's suggesting?
2: tough. I mean, I had Graham, and then I did some research, and I was like, oh, I can't kick him out twice. Your uh, conspiracy Greg Olson, theory. You is also really you here. also
3: bet against him sandwich wise before last season. <clears> you
2: yeah. I've been him. on the the end of the Jimmy Graham era. Uh, Greg Olson, but was Greg Olson ever a superstar? I might have to take Gronk out just
3: because I don't have a real option otherwise. But Gronk's playing this year, by the I mean, you can't take Kelsey out. I don't know if Zach no. Ertz is on that list, but you can't take Fringe. him out. Okay. Yeah.
4: Uh, and that's it. Who else would even be in? O. Chris, Her- Chris Herndon. O.J. O- 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 Howard would be a candidate and maybe Evan Ingram next
3: year. To jump up. Potentially. Yeah. Or-, or Hunter Henry, I was thinking about. Um
4: I thought Howard played like a Pro Bowler last year until he went down with that injury. But taking
3: out, it was just not enough. I mean, Antonio Gates has been out. He gone, he's he's gone. not even in the league. David Njoku
2: says he wants 20 touchdowns this year, but I'd have to see that first. I mean, can he catch? We'll find that out. Yeah, so I'll just take out Gronk just for um, housekeeping purposes. Was Jordan Reed
3: ever in there? You could kick no. him out. <laughs> he, he tore his
2: hamstring listening to this podcast. <laughs> Uh um, Tyler Eifert. <laughs> uh defense, not as fun, but I do have uh um I'm gonna put Miles Garrett in there. That could be
3: like one of the yeah, NFL could, yeah. NFL slogans. <laughs> defense, not defense, as, not, not as, as fun. We're into offense yeah. now.
2: So edge rushers, uh that position group, uh Miles Garrett uh looks like every bit the superstar the Browns thought they were getting. And now with more help along that defensive line with Sheldon Richardson, Olivier Vernon, this could be the year that
3: Garrett, you know. 18 sacks, something like that. And total game record, both sides of the ball. He, he's I been great. That. And he and he has like the PFF love and you watch him and he's definitely a great player. Uh, but I he hasn't been. He, I think there's another level he can go. Yeah. To, to your point right. where he can have a Von Miller in his prime type of season. We We've haven't been waiting. have seen that.
2: It's what Jadavian Clowney never is quite done. Right. Uh, hit that next tier. I think Garrett perhaps is the guy now uh, that you think could do it. Got to take somebody out. I'll take a guy that just changed teams. He went to Wes's favorite team, Justin Houston, one of the great pass rushers of the last decade. Getting a little up there. Uh, maybe won't be on the field quite as much. Still gets about 10 sacks a season, but after a nice run in the superstar club, Justin uh, Houston will uh, step into a lesser spotlight.
4: I was wondering if you were going to fudge Dominican Sue's position a little bit and use
2: him <laughs> as the guy mm.
3: who's bounced. I thought about maybe taking Clowney out. If 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 he's in I don't know there. if he ever got there. Wasn't was last year one of his best seasons? Yeah, but I he's someone where he, again he's 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 going to skip training camp. It sounds like, and is he a guy that you trust to be healthy and go to that next level? I think we know who he is, which is a really really good uh, player, really strong against the run, not like the most dynamic pass rusher, not not the level of like the hall of fame type players. I also, mean, that's such a high level to compare him to, but I don't know if he's at that level,
2: a little bit of a victim of the hype. I don't remember a defensive player that came in with as much. He was the next LT and, you know, the, the highlights of the ripping the ball, destroying that running back in the backfield. He was supposed to be a man amongst boys and, He's been great, but I don't think he's hit that superstar level. Been
3: a really good number one overall pick. I think better than an average number one overall pick. But I'd kind of be surprised if he, he's trying I, to get paid right now. I he can't get paid. I kind of would be surprised if he stays with the Texans. I feel hmm. like he's going to get paid somewhere else.
2: Interesting. But you know, is he the new Mario Williams? Is that what's happening here? Different. All right. One
3: more <laughs> position. Group. I give Clowney a little more. A little there more are credit. people
4: who thought Clowney was an all-pro last year.
3: Yeah, I think he's been borderline. He's been a pro-bowl, borderline pro-bowl type. I wouldn't go quite all-pro the last two years. Just he's been solid.
4: Just because he, he he's one of the few defensive ends who can play just about anywhere mm-hmm. on the line. He can drop into linebacker. He can do
2: anything. Um. Finally, Jamal Adams. I knew My this boy. was
4: coming, and I endorse it.
2: My boy, Jamal Adams. And uh, when it, he gets the Brian Baldinger... Baldy seal of approval. If you watch one of Baldy's videos that he is a special talent, a potentially transcendent type safety, best jets defender since peak Revis. Um, I think this in year three, again, year three is the big one. Year three is if you are a superstar type player, that's when you are a bang, you're smack in the middle of your prime. There's no more ramp up. Uh, you, you show a lot of signs as a rookie, you progress as a second year player. And then bang, this is the year where you're a game changer. I think Adams could be that guy. I got to take somebody out. Um, I know there are different types of safeties. I was going to throw out a guy that got overpaid by an AFC superpower. Great player, reestablishes value, but has had injury issues. Is Honey Badger still uh, still a superstar? That's a good question. I I don't think he's played like a superstar. He
4: hasn't played at a superstar level since
2: his second torn ACL. Is it cruel to take him out of the superstar club? Because he just got paid like a superstar, so the Chiefs. Well, and is. and
3: he's another year removed from that ACL. That's when he had his best season. Once he was two years removed from the last one, for what it's worth, and it, they're they're counting on him. I don't know who your other options would be. The the, well, only, the I- only concern with Jamal Adams is he didn't take a step forward. I don't think in his second year. What? Uh, I don't know if it was a better season. PFF, for what it's worth, Adam graded graded lower. Jamal uh, Adams in his from sa- the Jets.
4: Are you sure about that? He was their highest graded safety. Yeah. I
3: think maybe I'm thinking like mid, think midway was. through the season. The bigger concern I'd have a it's it's a new defense, and and we'll see what Greg Williams says. Is that the cornerbacks are so bad, and sometimes like that affects you as a safety if you're if you're Making up for if you're having to change your responsibilities, is he going to get to make as many splash plays if they have one of the worst cornerback groups in the league? That'd be a small concern that the defense as a whole. It's a major great. it's
2: the biggest concern on the Jets is their cornerback. So that's fair. worth, he was ranked uh, ranked number four. My bad. Behind Eddie Jackson, Earl Thomas, who barely played Tracy Walker, uh,
4: who barely played. So. Well, to me, he's this is one of the
2: top safeties in the league. Last this year.
4: one's a no brainer. He's got the leadership. He's an alpha dog. He is, you know, in his third year in the league, like he is the face of the franchise and he he has that marquee value and he's he's a good player. But I think if you're talking honey badger, I don't, he has no business being in there over Derwin James, Kevin Bayard, Eddie Jackson. Hmm. Is Eric Weddle a superstar safety? No, nah, he's, okay. he's
3: not when you get released. Yeah, I was thinking of the first half of the season Adams was uh, a little quiet. But I think one of the reasons why he makes sense in the Superstar Club is he wants to be a superstar. Yeah, he likes it. He, and he does it well, and he doesn't do it in a way that's off-putting. And anyway, it's great. We need personalities. And he he wants that attention, and he backs it up.
2: What happened with the the mascot, the Patriots mascot that he speared? Was there talk of a lawsuit or something? Wasn't you know, there at the time? Yeah, was there
3: any follow-up on that? Yeah, he's since passed away. <laughs> Hey,
2: everybody gets the number (laughs) called eventually. Uh, Our thoughts and prayers. All right. That's what I got for the superstar club. Anybody else? Anybody else come to mind? Hmm. Um, Yes, this is a position you normally wouldn't go to. Yep. But talk about a name brand offensive lineman. Okay, this would be good for my content for the copy. I might just
3: steal this from you. Go ahead, Wes.
2: Quentin Nelson. Put him in the superstar club.
3: There you go. A A guard. I like that. All right. Plus, like, if when you're talking football, if you're at all, you know, insecure about, like, oh, do they really trust me as a football head? You just right. start talking about interior That's offensive right, yeah. linemen. This then guy's it, a road grader. It makes you sound smart. Road yeah. grader's always a good one. All right, <laughs> so
2: I got to take a, a fading road grader out. You got a guard to throw at me? Can
1: we, I mean, it's offensive.
2: Can we just say <laughs> any Zach offensive lineman? No, I need that cred, so you got to give me somebody. Zach Martin. No, Zach Martin's too good. What about Marshall but Yonda? I like that, though.
3: Yeah, Yonda. All right, I like this. Marshall Yonda is a superstar? I mean... He's Even been, within his...
4: He's, he's a borderline Hall of Famer.
3: <laughs> he's been paid like one and has the all pros of a superstar. How am I going to write about this? Um... He hasn't Yanda been, slipped last year as a bit as dominant. <laughs> He's been dealing with injuries. They, they I'll tell you, they they struggled in that Chargers game in the in the uh, including Marsha Yanda. I was just watching that for mm. a little Lamar I Jackson. Spent the those. last
1: <laughs> 12 hours cutting an offensive line deep dive. Oh, I was sticks. wondering
3: where this was coming from.
1: Yeah. So I yeah because you
3: had never heard of Quentin Nelson until this, right?
1: <laughs> the
2: one that really I mean, Zach Martin is the guy that would exit the club. Wow, That, that one. Me the my ass. To the sun.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really, really well versed. I can send you the link if you need it for your I'd your love write-up. It.
2: and I could maybe embed it in the uh, content. No, don't do that. OK,
3: <laughs> just like put someone that like been retired for six, like Jari Evans and see if anyone notices. What about a line? But you, Greg, can you throw out a linebacker for me? So? A linebacker? Yeah, uh, la-
4: Leighton Van Der Esch and
2: Jalen Smith. Ooh, I got to take out two linebackers. Somebody from this. Is there a la- linebacker
3: tandem on another team that I could move out? I mean, I wouldn't take Bobby Wagner out, so that no. ruins that. Uh, you can take Thomas Davis out, but you can't take Luke Kuechly out. Right. Can't do it.
4: Uh, that's a tough one. All right. I, I'll get back to you off. Uh,
3: off. Let's offline this conversation. <laughs> Close up the kimono, Wes. Um, all right. Maybe just make it pick one of those two guys, Van Der Esch or Jalen Smith.
2: Who'd you pick between those two?
3: I you know what at the end of the year I thought Jalen Smith
4: was playing every bit as good as as Vanderash and when we interviewed him at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. talk about a guy who's oozing charisma that's, that's good point he was he was one of the most impressive athletes I've ever seen no, no Jalen, Jalen S- Smith. yeah we spoke to Jalen right? he was he was so cool he seems like a
3: leader and a, a fun guy to he's root an impressive for. human Van be- Vanderash Van though was a rookie and was sensational yeah but maybe a little bit more of a Garrett guy
2: and who would we knock out <laughs> a Garrett guy. Cannot slander anyone any worse.
1: Mm.
4: Does Terrell Suggs count?
1: He sucks I'm
2: always down to you know get that guy, drag him a little bit. Drag him. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I think he counts words. if he was still there. More accurate. Sure. T right. sizzle. Okay. They're they're boarding up Ball So Hard University. Um, that's it for today's show. So we got here's the schedule. Um, back on Monday. Right, Ricky? Mm-hmm. Greg, are we gonna do some uh, Making the Leap. No, I'm gone. Remember? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, you could do that in August, anytime. Right, do
2: we'll do that. We'll do some Making the Leap when Greg gets back from uh, Massachusetts. Uh, but Mark might be back, right? Wes?
3: Well, well, he said I- he was. He texted us. He, let us. he let us all know.
4: I feel like I've only heard from Mark like one time in the last month.
3: He's here. He's
2: in Los Angeles, we're told.
4: This is definitely a, off the grid. This is the longest Mark and I have gone without really communicating Same. since I've moved to L.A.
3: He mm. is off the grid. There's more to the story here, Greg. You've been way out. I've been Japan. gone. Well, Mark. Yeah, we don't communicate that much anyway, so it doesn't seem like that big of a change. <laughs> he's watching like three <laughs> movies per <laughs> night.
4: <laughs> we You're
3: right, p- though. Our group text is a lot quieter. Where are the updates? Where are the texts? Where are the tweets? The
2: Instagram about the movies, the double features? He's um, I think he's gone.
3: I think he's history. They had try to build some tension before our season seven, you know, <laughs> premiere or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> will Mark be back? The man took a power. Or will he be replaced by? Would you be whatever. stunned?
2: Would you be stunned? I know your answer, Greg, obviously. <laughs> Diffuser of tension and fun. Wes, would you be stunned if Mark's not here on Monday?
4: I thought you were going to say if he doesn't show up again. I would not be stunned if he's not here on Monday.
2: Erica?
1: I, yeah, I don't think he's coming. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How long do we wait before we begin the search for a fourth, a new fourth?
4: You got to give him until the season starts.
2: We give him till week one? Yeah. Out of respect. Yeah, I think so. Anybody else, we'd be looking I think the by week... Wednesday. Yeah. Start a training camp. But Mark's, <laughs> you know, part of the fabric of the show. Out of respect, we wait until early September.
1: I think Thursday before the season. You guys can't do your your flagship show with with three that's true so you need to have that in place like a couple days before
2: maybe do a contest yeah have people bring them in for auditions sit in the mark
3: chair yeah all right is this like a a goodwill hunting situation though that like you know that mark works as a custodian somewhere now no no but like wouldn't if if mark (laughs) didn't come back just to entertain your thought
2: yes not rooting for this, by the way, but just you have to you have to come into this with
3: open eyes. Wouldn't it in this situation we would sort of be like Ben Affleck, and he would be Matt Damon, and the best part of our day is that ten seconds we get to work uh, that day, and we wonder is Mark gonna come yeah. or not, or is he gonna go do whatever he's meant to do in the world? If this isn't it, if he if he wants to pursue something else, you know well, what he, I mean. He has, I know exactly what you are saying.
4: He has often talked about. Um working at a CVS in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs>
3: Could be there right now. So tune in Monday. No goodbye. No. See you later. Nothing. Just gets to the door. But that's what Affleck wanted. He didn't want any of that. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I would want that, too. I would want that, too. Honestly, if that's how if that's how this is going. Down. Some some birds aren't meant to be caged. All right. Now we're crisscrossing our iconic <laughs> 90s movies. Um What's that one from? That's uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's go. Stan is signing off for the mailman and the old boss, Ricky Hollywood, behind, well, right in front of me, actually. Orphans we are. Till Monday.